Well, welcome. We are back again for episode number two. This podcast. I has, didn't think it would last this long. I didn't think it would <laughs> to make it to episode two, but we've here, not been cut. Here we are. Yeah, we are. Well, it hasn't aired yet. Our sponsors <laughs> have stayed with episode us. Episode one's airing tonight. So, uh, okay. for those tuning we in, we may be this, cut after episode one. This is the uh, this is the second episode of the Short Staff Podcast. So I am uh, happy to be uh, joined by. Uh, Pastor Tony and Pastor TJ, I uh, didn't share in the first episode, uh, Pastor Tony does uh, handle the bulk of our preaching, he's the main teaching pastor here at Broadway, and uh, myself and TJ, um, well, we do other things. Pastor TJ gives oversight to uh, children, youth, and uh, college ministry, family ministry, and uh, I give oversight to discipleship and missions, and so... Um, I had a blast last episode talking about uh, the doctrine of the church and excited for um, this episode as well. But before we dive into that, I told you guys I had a little surprise. I, Would you bring some? Well, no, I didn't bring anything. I oh. did bring some water here. Um, water? Some water. Um, Why is it in a coffee mug? I don't know. Well, it's in a Georgia coffee mug. I didn't want to set that bottle up here. In a, in a That's why they over. say water in Georgia. Water. Yeah. Water. Water. Really? Yeah. You, you listen to him? I think we need to focus. <laughs> What's your surprise? So my surprise is, just for our listeners and our viewers on uh, um, I don't uh, Facebook. Pardon? I don't sing. You don't sing. We don't want you to sing. Okay. I've heard you sing. But uh, I just want to hear some. Tell me a, a, little, a little something that we don't know about you. A little little known fact about uh, Pastor Tony and Pastor TJ. Hmm. What's something that, uh, uh, wow. that we don't know about you? Well, when you've been in ministry this long, most everything is known about you. Yeah, <laughs> Stuff that you don't want uh, yeah. to know. Okay. Uh, probably most people don't know that one of my most embarrassing moments came here at Broadway on my very first deacons meeting. Uh, Do tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I came here and uh, met with the deacons, laid out, this is our plan of ministry, this is the direction we're going to be going, and... <laughs> We're all serious, man, really heavy stuff. And at the end of uh, the meeting, one of our deacons walked up, and, I mean, he walked right into my grill, you know, and I'm thinking, well, I've offended him. And he said, Pastor, your pants are unzipped. That's never good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's never That's got to be right up there with some. <laughs> no wonder your ministry's been so yeah, successful. Right, yeah. So, I'm <laughs> no, thinking, that's a great They heard start. nothing I said. They said, oh, that idiot can't even zip up his pants. <laughs> that's a great brother that will wait till the end he to waited. tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he wanted to be, wanted to be uh, patient. But, uh, <laughs> that's a good one yeah, there. No, so. Yeah. So we'll keep our eye yeah. out for that yeah. now. That, I guess. Is uh, that just stays in the room. Don't let that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, surely yeah. we won't let that We're get out on social media. Absolutely. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, I don't ring my bell about um, my uh, extracurricular activities. <laughs> you call them that. But I did take up kung fu over you did a year ago. Who? I took up kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, panda. Yeah. Not. No. There's no panda. Involved, okay. No. Is that held over there by Kroger? Panda Express. Is that where you meet? No. Uh, downtown Maribel. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Richard Clear is uh, the instructor. Does a fantastic job. It's great for keeping the weight. He brings off, a man. lot of clarity too. He he's a very clear teacher. He is, and uh, and I've enjoyed that. It's been a good outlet. Uh, have you ever had any accidents? 
Uh, I have actually what, recently. What happened? What recently? happened recently? Could you yeah. tell us? They're they're fishing for something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So part of the training is you know what you do on your own too, not just your sparring and in class instruction instruction, but you know, knuckle training is something that I do every knuckle, day. Knuckle knuckle training. Knuckle training. Yeah. Wow. Do explain knuckle training. Yeah, well, to you our, push to up with your knuckles, right? Viewers. Um, Push-ups with knuckles. You, you hit door jams as you walk by them. Walls, you know, door just jams. Just throughout the day, keeping your knuckles strong. Is that why shape. you hit Grant sometimes in the office? Uh, yeah, that's why we don't put him on camera. He has a black gotcha. eye. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened with you? Well, this past week, I hit uh, a door jam completely wrong. And I went to the is there a right way to hit a door jam? There, there is a right way, yeah. <laughs> and the edge of it went right in between my knuckle and my finger and mm. hit the tendon there. I hate when that happens. Instantly yeah. inflamed it, and I thought I broke it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's all good. You came in taped up yesterday. You had, a, yeah. you had her taped up. You're conditioning your what? Knuckles. No, what, but the, what, what, you? what part of the knuckle? You told, what part of the knuckle is it that you're... you're the knuckle. You said you need oh, to let the, it heal and the, the fascia. Oh, oh, I hear what I you're saying. I hear you got this tissue board? all throughout your body. And it's in layers, right? And whenever you get hit or you hit, you uh, excite it and it starts to build and thicken. It's not like surface tissue like your uh, okay. calluses. It's it's inside, and, and that's probably that's the, what you're conditioning. The healthiest way to uh, you know, just put some padding on, you know. Hmm. Is to get hit yeah. and hit is things. Is to get hit and to hit things, yeah. Right. So that in... And, uh, so is this where Paul like says, I buffet my body? Is, is that, That's buffet. buffet. Is that right? It's buffet. Buffet. <laughs> well... And that's my favorite verse, by the way. <laughs> buffet my body. I don't think that's what Paul... Some means. of them are closed now, but... Yeah. Well, the, these two facts you now know about Pastor Tony and Pastor TJ. And wow. So that is, uh, yeah. that is good. That'll keep you tuned That'll in. That'll keep you tuned in. <laughs> If you're, if you haven't cut it off yet, yeah, uh, absolutely, we, we do. Uh, we will get to our topic here. Yeah. Um, last week, as we said, we started into uh, uh, defining ecclesiology. Uh, ecclesiology being a uh, study of the that? church. You know, I'm not great at spelling. Oh, okay. uh, I do have it here written down. I can spell it okay. off of there if it's right. But uh, today we want to look at defining the nature of the church. And so, uh, Pastor Tony, why don't you uh, take us from there and, and define the the nature. Uh, of the church. When you think about the nature of the church, um, you're talking about the new covenant people of God. Um, the, um, the word church uh, is found over 80 times in the New Testament. It's ecclesia. Um, ek means out of or from. Mm -hmm. Kaleo means to call. And so the church uh, is the called out ones. And um, I think whenever, sometimes we think about church, we think about a building um, you know, we go to church. People think about a location. Um, but the church, biblically, uh, is a regenerate uh, assembly of believers who have been called out uh, from darkness, called out from the world, and translated into the kingdom of his son. And, um, and we assemble together for the purpose of the proclamation of the word and... Um, for the observance of the ordinances of the sacraments. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not about a location. Uh, you can be a church and meet in a storefront or meet in a home, uh, meet under a, a tree. It's a gathering of called out ones uh, that are assembling together. And I think that uh, 
in the in the context of, of COVID and all that we're going through, that's that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, we are having to do things now that are not uh, normative, and they should not become normative. Yeah, um, that's the, right. The church is not to be a video experience; it's to be a an interaction, a community. And when we think about the covenant; <laughs> we're in covenant with God, but as as believers, we're in covenant with one another, and. Uh, so there's no way we can do the one another commands of scripture if we're just viewing an online something. That's right. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully this this will or pass. Or with mask on as well. This will pass. Well, you can't greet each other with a holy kiss wearing a mask. Yeah. But you do look better uh, with a mask. I will agree. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's um, <clears throat> it's not normative what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, my prayer is that that we will get past this. And for people, this this option that we have today will not become normative, mm-hmm. because I don't think it's healthy for the church. Sure. Yeah. That's right. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, in considering some biblical principles, uh, your definition covered a lot, uh, beginning with kind of the core nature of the church, and then uh, and then how that has then translated into our practice um, in the ordinances and in, in worship. And that's going to be kind of the structure for the rest of our episodes. Um, But in considering the nature of the church being the new covenant people of God, you know, I I thought that the best place to begin was with that, the Mm -hmm. new covenant people of God, and how that is different from the old covenant people of God. One of the biggest confusions in theological circles, but also in your average churchgoer, um, is how does the church differ from Israel, or does it? Right. And there are many people who think um, that, that there are two, um, two paths to salvation, one that was true for the people right. of God in the Old Covenant, and yeah. then there's one that's true for the people of God in the New Covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just a, a brief, uh, and we're going to have a whole episode on the covenantal nature of the church, but just, just a a brief little survey of the covenants and understanding that part of our nature. Uh, covenants are all throughout the, the scriptures. Right. Um, some will say it's the backbone uh, in which the storyline of scripture is held. And a covenant is essentially a way of establishing a relationship where one would not be able to exist apart from that covenant. Mm-hmm. And we start with covenants in the, in the garden. Uh, between God right. and man, and they call it the Adamic covenant. Um, after Adam, uh, that covenant is recapitulated with Noah. We call it the Noahic covenant. And then Abraham comes along, and God makes a covenant uh, with Abraham and his descendants, um, the Abrahamic covenant. And then Moses, God's covenant with uh, the people Israel uh, through Moses, under Moses. Um, the Mosaic Covenant, David, um, the Davidic Covenant, and then the New Covenant. Um, And all these covenants have uh, some things in common which mark them as covenants. They're established by God, first off. They define the terms of the relationship. There are stipulations, and with those stipulations come uh, promises of blessing whenever you obey right. the terms of the covenant. And curses. whenever you break the curses. covenant, there are curses that fall upon you. Um, and then there's also typically a covenant sign that is given right. that marks out the people 
as being in covenant with God. Mm-hmm. Now, considering the new covenant, that, as the author of Hebrews pulls out, that presupposes that there's an old covenant, <laughs> right? And, and one that's passing away. Even. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the Mosaic covenant is what, is what is referred to in Scripture as the old covenant. Mm-hmm. And that's the covenant that God has entered in with the nation of Israel. And where people go awry is by thinking that it's all salvific, mm-hmm. that it's all uh, related to salvation. And so they then see these sacrifices and they think that it has something to do with meriting salvation. Right. Whereas that covenant, when you read the stipulations, uh, the, the promises <clears throat> excuse me, are not all regarding salvation. There is revelation of the gospel in the, in the covenant, but... Whenever you obey the law and you perform the sacrifices, you are keeping as an Israelite, as a nation, your covenant with God. And the promises is inheriting the land and being at rest, rest and peace from your enemies. Mm -hmm. And so it's not all about salvation. Um, Because the law, as Paul will say, um, you you cannot be justified by the works of the law. Mm -hmm. For the law teaches us. It was a schoolmaster. It was a schoolmaster. It teaches us that we are sinners. Uh, and that's Romans uh, 3.20. That's right. And the Mosaic Covenant, I was doing some reading this week, is actually the only covenant in Scripture that has that doesn't have this reference to it being everlasting. All the other mm-hmm. covenants have some element referring to it being in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. So that's the Old Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, in talking about the New Covenant people of God... Uh, probably the first and best place to go to is Jeremiah chapter 31. Uh, When the people of Israel are entering into um, exile, uh, as Daniel will say in his prayer in chapter 9, because we have not obeyed uh, the law of God, these curses which are written in the law of God have fallen upon us. And so so that's the context here. And uh, even though uh, God hands uh, Israel divorce papers, he says in chapter 3, verse 8, and sends her away, she's broken the covenant. He says, I'm going to write a new covenant for my people. And so this is Jeremiah 31, verse 31. He says, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And this one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors. And so this new covenant is unlike the old covenant. There are continuities. I mentioned a few of them. There are continuities between all the covenants. But this one is new. And now what marks the new covenant as being different from the one that God has made with the people of Israel? And Mm -hmm. so he goes on to say this covenant. One will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, even though I was their master, or some translations say, though I was their husband. Hmm. The Lord's declaration. Instead, this covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, so it's coming in the future. The Lord's declaration. I will put my teaching within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And here's the first difference, Hmm. is that you have an internal Versus an external. Versus an external law. And this is a very clear allusion to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, right. which will come. And Pastor Tony, you're going to talk right. about that and how this is what marks us, New Covenant people, the church, as being the church. So there's going to be an internal law, 
He said, I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least to the greatest. There's a second difference. Mm -hmm. Within the old covenant people, you were not just by virtue of being in the old covenant. You were not by virtue of that also a believer and saved. Right. Because it is... Well, as Paul would say, nation. not all of Israel is Israel. Exactly. <clears throat> There's a spiritual Israel. Exactly. And those who follow their spiritual father, Abraham, right. in mm-hmm. faith. Um, and that's why uh, he says that brother was telling brother, know the Lord. And that's something different about the new covenant. If you're a member of the new covenant, you are a believer. And uh, he says, they shall all know me from the least to the greatest of them. Um, this is the Lord's declaration. For I will forgive their iniquity, and never again remember their sin. And that's the third difference, is that there is total forgiveness of sin. Right. Whenever the people of Israel come back into the land and they kind of uh, pick back up their old covenant, mm-hmm. they also pick back up the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. There has not been total forgiveness of sin right. under the old covenant. The blood of goats and bulls can never take away sin. It was something to be done continually until God himself provided right. the sacrifice. Right. Yeah. And that's something else. Different in the New Covenant, we have total forgiveness of sin. Sure. And that's 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 what, the difference uh, between covering and cleansing. Absolutely. <clears throat> the the atonement in the Old Testament was a covering, covering. temporary. But yeah. in, in the blood of Christ there is complete cleansing. That's right. And that, that does take us to the, the book of Hebrews, which is what you read is is a portion of chapter eight, verses eight to twelve, is Jesus is um, you know, the new covenant is in Jesus' blood. He is the better sacrifice, uh, built on better promises. That's right. He's the greater high priest. And the writer Hebrew, uh, writer Hebrew unpacks that um, to these Jewish believers uh, because of the persecution they were going through and facing um, for them not to go back, you know, to the old way, that something is better here. He, he says that in verse, um, uh, I'll just read verses 4 here. It says, uh, Verse 5, they serve as a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. Talking about the old covenant. It served a purpose as shared uh, just briefly there. Galatians 3, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Paul says the, 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 the law, the Mosaic law, was a schoolmaster, a guardian right. to lead me to Christ. Couldn't save them. Right. Um, but its intended purpose was not to save, exactly. but to expose. Yeah. Right, And so... They serve as a copy of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as as it is, is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than the old. As the covenant he mediates, he's the greater mediator, Mm -hmm. he's the greater sacrifice, since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion right, for to new. look for mm-hmm. the second. And so in speaking of the new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete, verse 13. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. And that's because of the person and the work of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which we'll, we'll look at more. But so the, Well, you know, in that, in that text, two things he's comparing. He's comparing a shadow with the reality that's right. and a copy with the original, which is more, you know, which is more valuable. <clears throat> Yeah. You want a copy of Rembrandt or you want the original? Right. You know, the, the original is the real deal. And Jesus Christ is the, uh, the real. All that was before was foreshadows and copies of, mm-hmm. of the heavenly. Sure. But, uh, 
praise the Lord that we are not in shadows anymore. That's right. But we have the reality of Christ and his atoning work. Um, you know, the difference between Christianity and all other religions is it is based upon a historical event, not a philosophical ideology. Right. Mm -hmm. There was an event where the greater mediator became the greater sacrifice, and that is the foundation upon the new covenant, and it's 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 rooted in history. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, uh, again, I think a lot of people, and, and just, when they go to religion, they go to teachings and ethics and philosophy and, and all of this, but Christianity is rooted in history. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah, we go to a person. We go to a person. Uh, and, we have a better hope. Of and the liberal theologians of today who so. say that the historical Jesus doesn't matter uh, undercut everything. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if there wasn't a historical Jesus, if there wasn't a Calvary, if there wasn't an empty tomb, Christianity all collapses. That's right. right. has no meaning at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly right. it's not rooted upon his, his teaching or his principles. It's not rooted upon shadows. It's rooted in the reality of that greater mediator. Of, of Jesus Christ. So understanding the person and the work of Christ is essential to uh, understanding the new covenant. Right. Yep. <laughs> that right. yes, he, is. He, is, he is the one that yeah. all of the law and prophets, he has fulfilled all of the, mm -hmm. the law and the prophets, what right. they pointed to, the yep. promise given even back in Genesis All, all 3. the covenants had all the a covenants. little bit of Christ Absolutely. to reveal, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. We, get right. the we get the fullness. Because there, there are those who say, well, the new covenant is plan B. You know, because no, plan A didn't yeah, work, yeah, no. and, and that's not it. They that's were right. all, and that's what the writer of Hebrews brings out. These are just, these are just, right. uh, this is just a pattern. It's mm -hmm. just a shadow of yep. something greater to come, which yeah. is the yep. person yep. Of, of Jesus Christ. Now, those that were of the seed of Abraham, the spiritual Israel, mm -hmm. were looking forward to the cross and the, mm -hmm. the atoning work. We, on this side, look back to, but mm -hmm. we're both putting faith in what happened at the cross. Yeah. And, um, and the wrath of God being absorbed by the Son of God. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, Old Testament mm -hmm. or New Testament, we sure. have nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. Hebrews as well in chapter 11. Yeah. We should do a, you know what we should we do? We preach through Hebrews. We should preach through yeah, Hebrews. That'd be awesome. Would yeah. you, have you considered doing that? I think we will. Yeah. How about we start in a few weeks? Actually, yeah, we start on the 20th of September. Sounds like yeah. a great September idea. September 20th, we're going to be walking through the yeah, book of Hebrews on Sunday awesome. mornings. Um, yeah. That'll be the, the yeah. main book we walk through, and it's going to be excellent because it brings together the yeah. say that again the superiority of Jesus. Yeah, he's supreme. He is yeah. supreme. So it's yeah. going to bring in yeah. it's going to bring together really a lot of uh, a lot of the Old Testament mm -hmm. and uh, and see how and Jesus you know is as, as you're thinking about these things the the New Testament church according to Acts two is a spiritual organism. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, again, an organization. A lot of people think the church is kind of like the Kiwanis Club. Or, and so you, you get to choose to join or not to join. And, you know, when we, when we started taking membership uh, to a new level here several years ago, one of the pushbacks was, I think, from a, a faulty understanding of what church is. When people say, well, who are we to say who can be a part of the church? Well, I, mm. I don't, but the scriptures do. That's yeah. right. And, and the scriptures are very clear that apart from the Spirit, we do not belong to God. Yeah. And, and so when you think about the birth of the church, um, it, it was a spiritual birth. And, and Jesus in, in John 14, 15, 16, <clears throat> he's getting ready to go to the cross. But what's he talking to them about? A promise of the Father. Mm -hmm. 
I will, I will pray the Father, and the Father will send to you another of the same kind, another comforter. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we know at Pentecost, 50 days later, the Spirit of God in Acts 2 falls upon a gathered assembly of, of Christ followers, and they experience mm -hmm. a, a, a feeling of the Holy Spirit. It's manifested with the gift of... Uh, of language, mm -hmm. and so that people in the streets now, as it as it bursts from the upper room out into the streets of Jerusalem, people from all parts of the of the world heard the gospel in their dialect. Mm -hmm. But the thing that that is so significant is not about it's not about the tongues. It's not about the manifestation. You know, I was we were talking earlier in Acts two. There was something they saw. There was something they heard. They heard a noise mm -hmm. of a mighty rushing wind. There was something they experienced. There was something that they spoke. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes our Pentecostal brothers who say that Pentecost is to be a repeatable uh, normative mm -hmm. uh, only deal with the one part. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a manifestation here that took place that birthed the church. But the important thing is that they were filled with the Spirit, and then they did what? They boldly spoke the Word of God. Yep. And so, which Peter does. Peter <laughs> he preaches does, yeah. the gospel, mm -hmm. and and people are are the very first uh, converts, if you will. Conversions take place, but none of that happens apart from the Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I think that that one of our real issues today in the 21st century church is we're trying to carry out the mission of the first century church apart from a dependence on the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm. The church is a spiritual entity, and if we're going to impact this world, it's not going to be because we're more qualified, more gifted, more educated. It's going to be because the Spirit of God dwells in the people of God, and the Spirit and the Word is the only thing that can bring about the transformation. Well, it helps us. Amen. It, it yeah. enables us to accomplish the purpose of Right. Mm -hmm. we, we can't with part can't, of it. We can't on, on our own yeah. strength. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's interesting. But you, it's amazing that... But in, in, in Acts 2, they're in one accord. Today, the church is divided over that gift that God has given. I think it breaks the heart of God that he mm -hmm. gives the gift of the Holy Spirit to the church. Right. And then we divide up over the manifestations of it and the signs and wonders and all these various things, rather than understanding that it's a gift from God and it's to be used for the proclamation of the gospel and, uh, you know, I, I do believe that, that the spirit in, in the church in Acts, you know, you can really call it rather than the Acts of the Apostles, you call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Because right. apart from the yep. Holy Spirit, uh, those things. But we have to be careful, and I say this a lot, we have to be careful not to build our theology too heavily in the book of Acts because it is a transitional period of time. Yep. We no longer have the apostles on the scene. Mm -hmm. We do have now a completed canon of scripture. Sure. You know, so it's a different day, but we still, apart from the Spirit of God, we are not the church and we cannot accomplish the mission and the task, the Great Commission, apart from the Spirit of God. And that's what Jesus said after he gave them their marching orders. Yeah. He said, but wait, wait. Wait. That's wait exactly for right. the promise, Holy Spirit. We're great at waiting. Yeah. I'm good. I love waiting personally. <laughs> yeah. It brings great joy to waiting? wait. Yeah. 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 That's hard.
So but the church. Think, but if you would think that if discipleship mm-hmm. could do it, or teaching could do it, or training mm-hmm. or instruction, right. they're mm-hmm. equipped. They spent three and a half years walking with him. Right. Mm-hmm. But apart from the Spirit of God, yep. that's right. Yep. That's Not why we must to. pray and mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and and cry out that the Spirit of God would accomplish what He desires yeah. in and through us, and our submissive submissiveness to Him. Um, and that, that does bring the question of just, well, who makes up the church? Right. You know, you've got so we've different... already established the, the new covenant people, different from the old covenant. So when you're a part of the church, you're under a covenant that's established mm-hmm. in Christ and by Christ right. from Hebrews. And so you are a believer, as mm-hmm. Jeremiah 31 says, you're right. a believer in Christ who is now indwelled with the Holy Spirit. This is where we kind of see the birth of the church take place in uh, Acts chapter 2. Uh, but there's a, there's a couple senses in which the New Testament uses that word ecclesia mm-hmm. uh, right. in reference to the church universal, um, but also to, to the church local or to the church gathered. Uh, you, you have references to the church universal in, uh, in Paul writing in Ephesians 5 about Christ giving his life for his church. Mm-hmm. It's not one in particular, like right. the church of Ephesus. It's his, right. his people. Even though, even though he's writing to, to a local church in right. Ephesus. Yeah. It's in reference to all people who will believe right. in Christ. Right. They comprise the church. Mm-hmm. Um, in First Peter, Peter's referencing the church and giving this imagery that God is building a spiritual house that's comprised of every believer. Right. And uh, there are many other, other references, the saints who will inherit the kingdom of God and who right. will reign with Christ. We are the church, all believers throughout time, but we gather together. Right. We gather together on the Lord's right. Day, um, and, and as Acts, they did so even more frequently than that, yeah. right. uh, and which we, yeah. we long to try to do. Um, and, and we remember what when we gather together. I've maybe taken us off topic, but and you're good. Go for yeah, it. Remember the resurrection. We Celebrate remember the resurrection. That's what our yeah. hope is built upon. Amen. He got up out of the grave. Yeah, right? that's right. So. Yeah, and uh, there are several references to the church being localized and gathered. The letters of the New Testament mm-hmm. and to the right. church at right. Corinth. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have in Revelation, right, to the to seven, seven churches. churches. Right. So there are many references uh, to the local church. Um, and to the universal church. And it is assumed that if you are becoming a part of the local church, that you are a part of the universal church. That's not always true. There are people who who sign a membership and who attend on the Lord's Day uh, at the local gathering who are not believers. Mm -hmm. We can't uh, vet everyone with a spirit detector as they walk in. Right. right? Um, But... But the do they hold to the confession? Detector. Do they hold to the confession? But, I, I like that spirit, spirit detector. detector. Yeah, man. You, you, you can, can have that and that. a taser. If you had that and a taser, things would be You're good. You're all good, man. Yeah. You can make sure the church yeah, is safe and pure. Yeah. Uh, you might make the, the news right. if we did that. Right. But that does bring uh, up this, uh, this question. Some will say because you can't. Uh, know that someone sure. is yep. a believer, then your membership ought not to be regenerate. No. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. However, there is a difference between what is descriptive and what is prescriptive. Yeah. What does the scriptures prescribe right. uh, for us right. to do is, to the best of our ability? And so we, based on confession right. and baptism, mm-hmm. um, then extend yeah. membership. You are a believer, then... be a part of our. Uh, right. Official recognized right. gathering of believers. That's why baptism is so important. That's right. Because right? it's, it's, it's a sign of the new covenant. We will get to that. I'll, I'll get off topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'll hush. 
Practical implications of all this. Pastor Zad? Uh, well, I mean, one, back to Hebrews, um, you know, we, we, because we're in the new covenant people of God now, not just uh, thinking of the Old, Old Testament, the, the high priest was the one who went before the Lord. Mm. We, we can go directly. We have direct access to God, Praise the God. Father, yeah. um, as people who have been washed by the blood. That is, uh, that is huge. We have, uh, we have our relationship restored back with our Creator, and we have access to Him anytime, uh, based off confession, mm-hmm. <laughs> repentance, and faith in Jesus. And so um, that, is, that is huge there in, in Hebrews 8. You know, the, the real forgiveness of sin, the, the new hearts we have now, uh, we can obey the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit that indwells us now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it has, there's implications across the board. Uh, yeah. But the, the biggest thing for me is, is I have access to God. And, um, and I, can, I, can, I can hear from Him. I need to listen to Him more than I speak to Him. But I can go to him with praise, adoration. But I can go to him with uh, with my requests. You know, knowing that he hears me and he'll answer. Yeah, you know, it would be great if there was such a thing as a spirit detector, so that there would be genuine um, purity within the body of Christ. But we cannot assume that this is a new thing. Mm -hmm. It's always been. Uh, You know, when John wrote, "They went out from us because they were not not one of us." us. So at one part they were identified you they know, were gathering they were gathering yep. they were identifying but as time played out mm-hmm. the fruit and the evidence was that they were not genuinely right. born again uh, but uh, you know i was reading this past week rc sproul made a, a bold statement he said uh any believer who does not have a desire to identify with the visible church should have no assurance that they're a part of the invisible church mm. That's pretty bold. That is. I, I don't know. Like the local, the local. Yeah. Bit. So I'm, yeah. So he's basically. I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to. But I'm not, not going to, right, to identify right. myself with a local assembly. Right. A local that's church. what. It, yeah. That's what he meant, and mm-hmm. that's what he said. And while I wouldn't take it to that extreme, I would say that it is the the desire uh, should be to be in community and in covenant with other believers. That's right. It's part um, of your nature. Absolutely. Hey, you, could you theoretically, technically, be a uh, baseball player and not have a team? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could, but it's not going to be very enjoyable. It's a team sport. Mm-hmm. But could you technically, theoretically, be a part of the invisible church and have no desire to be a part of the visible church? Theoretically, that may be possible, but that's not Normative, a very immature that's, believer. That's, that's be not normative. Not normative Christianity yeah. brings me in covenant not only with God, but brings me in covenant with one another, and the the um, the koinonia, the fellowship comes from brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine in my journey having tried to live out biblical Christianity apart from community. Mm-hmm. So the implication for me is how I need the mm-hmm. church. That's yeah. right. How yeah. I need you guys to hold me accountable. How, how we are in this together. And I think that's what God designed the church to be. Yeah. Well, he designed man too. That, he well, designed to be in man, relationship. He designed man to, be, to know him and to be known right. by him, but by right. one another. That's right. His wife, <laughs> right? yeah. which is a, a marriage then is a picture of the gospel. So, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a excellent 
point. What would you say, Pastor TJ, on the implication here? Yeah, I was as I was thinking, I thought of the same one that you did, Pastor Zad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think, and I, I, I'm thinking more. That along, scares me, uh, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it should. <laughs> I'm thinking more on the lines of apologetics on this one, um, because it ties in with the historical example that I'm going to give um, at the end here. Many people, and this is from my college experience at the university uh, that I was talking with, they are so turned off by the church. They're not turned off by God, per se, right. or by Jesus. They love his teachings. Mm-hmm. But they look at poor examples done in the name of right. Christian community, yeah. and they say, I want nothing to do with that. Right. And so there are some people who advocate for this third option. I want to be saved. I want to be in relation with Jesus, but not with other believers. Mm. Um, but that all comes from a wrong understanding of who the church is. Right. Um, take, for example, the Crusades. Call it coffee shop Christianity. Right, yeah. It's a response. It is. Take, take for example, shop. the Crusades. Um, I do not claim the Crusades as part of my spiritual heritage as a member of the body of Christ <laughs> because that was not done by those who mm. were true right. believers. It was not done right. out of the, the Christian faith. Uh, so uh, it, it's done by people who wrongly think they are part of the church. Right. That's right. And you look at the beliefs and the teachings yeah. of the Roman Catholic Church in that day, and there's right. it, very little that marks it as being Biblical. new covenant members. And so just because you name it and claim it doesn't mean you are it. That's right. Yeah, there are many people who claim to be part of the church who are, right. who are not. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so whenever they... You don't judge a system based off its abuses. And so whenever they um, do injustice in the name of Christianity, dig a little bit deeper. This is not done from the church. And so you don't have to be offended um, or or embarrassed or blushed that the Crusades were something done by the church. It it was not. It was done by a pagan culture. Right, right. Yeah. Under the guise of Under church. the guise of the church. Yeah, sure. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Absolutely. Yeah, th- yeah, they have been with us since, since the we... days of the apostles. <laughs> That's right. Which leads to the historical good. example. You got a good one. I do. Give it to us. Charlemagne. And you had considered naming AJ. Was I never I considered naming my first one Charlemagne. I think you should have. Charlemagne. Is that a jelly? Is that something you put on? <laughs> that no, was that's marmalade. Wasn't that, that the darling's daughter? On Andy Griffiths? I think so. Oh, that was that, Charlene. 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 Okay, not Charlene. Yeah. Charlemagne. That's Who a is different he? name. Charlemagne, king of the Franks. Go ahead and take hot it. Hot dogs. Take it hot dogs. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, king of the Franks. King of the Franks. Be frank about it, uh, if you would. Ancient and medieval, <laughs> or I should say medieval uh, France. That's the geographic region that the Franks Is that where hot dogs occupied. came from? Maybe. I don't know. I was thinking for some reason that it was more Grant, central Europe. Get us some history. Grant, do you know the history the of the hot dog? Frank. How many what? hot dogs could you eat, Grant? Several. 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 Yeah. Several. yeah. He's a hot dog man. He does. He is. He eats them from gas stations. He does. He goes. That's a risk. Do you put chili on them at gas stations? Yeah. Oh, wow. he, goes, he runs down to the a gas station. A chili dog from Before the gas church. station has has consequences. That's brave, especially that if you're brave. a music leader yeah. and you've got to sing. <laughs> he does that. He yeah. does, he that, does right that before, before Wednesdays. Yeah. I know he does yeah. it before Wednesdays. Yeah. He did that last Wednesday, I think, didn't you? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's yeah. a confessional man. So yeah. the king of the Franks. King of the Franks, Charlemagne. Sorry. Sorry. He was crowned he. emperor. He. Yeah, not a she. He was crowned emperor of the Holy Roman Empire by Pope Leo III 
Christmas Day, year 800. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's an easy one to, to memorize there. Leo. Yeah, by Pope Leo and St. Peter's Basilica. And this was an attempt to bring back the Roman Empire, mm. a Christianized version of it, which later uh, historical commentators will say the Holy Roman Empire was neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. Right. It was really weird. That's right. Uh, but... Yeah. Charlemagne was chosen because he was he was an Orthodox Christian, supposedly, you know, by his Peter's best mm-hmm. uh, judgment, or sorry, Pope Leo's best judgment. I'll be careful there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I said St. Peter's Basilica yeah. Church, right? Peter yeah. and the Pope. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah, you've got to separate those two a little bit. Um, and 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 this is why the Pope really wanted him because he was zealous for the Orthodox faith so much so that he took his Lombard enemies and other enemies. And put them to the sword and made them convert to Christianity, right? right? Mm-hmm. Made them convert. By the, sword. Yeah. By the sword. By the sword. Yeah. And uh, if you were a listener, you cannot hear my quotations when I say convert. These are my air quotations. Yeah. I need you to do a sound effect air when quote. I do that. Air quote. No, that wouldn't go like that. It's like a camera. By the sword, that's always beneficial, right? It's not. somebody? Because here's the thing. Just because someone says with their lips mm-hmm. does not mean that they are so. Jesus yeah. said, many now will they, say to me, Lord, Lord, right. and will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And so just because you give lip service to Christianity does not make you a member of the church, a member of, of his sheep, which are going to be separated unto eternal right. life. Well, what would you do if you had a sword to your throat? <laughs> right, I might be I might tempted, right? And, I might be tempted to confess. And and this, although is not prevalent today in Christianity, there are other ways that the church does this sort of thing. Manipulates people. Manipulating people, um, enticing people to be part of the church by entertainment or offering something that the culture does. Now we're getting into a whole different podcast. We really are. (laughs) And so uh, history is very practical, right? It's the carrot and the stick. That's right. This was the stick. Today we're putting forward a carrot and... If it More produces like a, a false conversion, yeah. then you're letting a host of non-regenerate into the church yeah. making decisions, and then you're going to have people later on looking back right. on people making decisions on behalf of the church that were ungodly. Historically and contemporarily, any time man tries to do what the Spirit of God alone can do, That's we right. get into trouble. We get into trouble Church every growth time. movement, seeker-sensitive movement, whatever movement it is of the day, when the church is leaning upon man mm-hmm. rather than That's the spirit, right. this is where we go awry. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've gone yeah. awry quite a bit. Well, we have. And it's, uh, in it's this podcast, more, I'm talking about. It's, yeah, it's more your fault, <laughs> not to point fingers. But um, yeah. anywho, just kidding. Man, well, good time. Good time together. I think we're about out of town time on this, uh, on this episode. About out of what? Town? Time. Close us out, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next episode as we look at just the purpose of, of the, the king church. of Frank. Um, what is the purpose of the church? And you can think about, yeah, uh, the king of the Franks. I like uh, it. Charlemagne. 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 Yeah. Consider naming your child that if you're watching and pregnant. So that'd be good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time.